This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. There it goes. Uh, we're recording. So once again, thank you guys for uh, coming back. This is my first interview here with Paul that uh, is, the, I, can I call you like the, the main guy, the leader for the, for the yeah or organizer you know general dogs buddy you name it yeah all right so yeah so here we're here with paul and we're going to talk a little bit about the premier league and also uh probably a lot about the wolves because uh you know i coming back into the premier league or like into the getting into the soccer world i've noticed that the wolves history is pretty interesting you know they they were really strong back in the day uh, and, you know, they made their way back up and now, you know, they're competing in like international clubs in the Europa League. And uh, they're like this close from being in the Champions League, right? Yeah. Kind of. You, you're going back probably around five years. We're in in League Two. We'd suffered back-to-back relegations from the, the Premier League into the Championship and then straight back down to, to League One. So it was some really dark times in the in the not too distant past. So to be where we are now, kind of challenging in Europe, doing well in the Premier League, possibly on the cusp for um, the Champions League, it's it's beyond kind of, it's beyond my expectations. I, I never dream of being in these types of positions. And it would be the, the first time in the Champions League, right? It would be, yeah, kind of as this competition is known, we've got a long history as a club dating back to, to the 1950s where we were some of the um, kind of pioneers of the European games under floodlights for the first time, very high profile friendlies with the likes of Honved from Hungary, who at that time kind of that they were the, um, they, that they were one of the main teams in Europe. So kind of Wolves has always had kind of a, a rich heritage of, of European football, but never uh, at this particular stage of kind of, Champions League and, and that caliber of uh, of opponent that we we could be facing. So uh, I was kind of digging up, and uh, you know, mainly I go into Wikipedia because you know I guess Wikipedia is like the main source of history, and I tend to be a, like a little history nerd. So I was going back, and I and I saw that you you guys were like one of the uh, I think it was twelve teams that started the whole like professional soccer. In basically in the world in England, yeah, it's kind of yeah. We were kind of one of the founding founding members of of the football league back in England in the eighteen eighties or something like that. Wow. I'd have to do the uh, do the history on that, but yeah, kind of rich heritage go, going back to, to all that time really. And coming, uh, being in England, it was a very kind of um, that league developed from kind of the Midlands and the north of the country, so very kind of uh, a strong working class kind of working class culture background, mm-hmm. real kind of salt of the earth people uh, where these clubs kind of sprang up from. So it's kind of a good reflection of of those types of teams that have got that heritage that, that, that take it all the way back to uh, to those times. It gives you a really kind of 
rich sense of feeling of what kind of soccer means to the people back in kind of England and those particular towns and cities. Have you have you seen uh, there's a on Netflix there's a little uh, series have you seen uh, the English game? Yeah, it's kind of it's it's a good reflection, you know. It kind of um, definitely touches kind of accurately on the on the foundations of the league and and everything what went before it. So uh, yeah, it's a good watch. Even my wife tuned in and quite enjoyed it as well. So yeah, yeah pretty decent. Yes. So yeah. So basically, if you don't know, uh, the English game is like a little what seven eight part series on Netflix, and it's basically it talks about the beginning of soccer as a professional sport. Uh, it's very interesting and, and it was cool because like, um, you know, obviously I saw it like a couple of months back and uh, in reading the history of the Wolves, um, it kind of like put stuff together, and, you know, a little bit. And it was kind of cool when like reality, I guess, in a way matches, you know, what you Yeah, you, you, you start to hear some of the names and I, I know they were, they were very accurate with some of the players that featured and those first few players to, to go from amateur into professional and start getting paid so I think that was that was accurate the the player who was um, from the old Etonians who went to the yeah. FA you know that was all kind of, he was a that that's based on kind of what went on historically so uh, yeah they, they did a good job I think the walls are mentioned kind of one or two times as kind of we're going to be playing the Wanderers or that name's mentioned so it wasn't too far after that kind of uh, that period of time finished where the, the league started to form and it came competitive. And uh, before I, we get into the actual team and I have a, like a, you know, a bunch of questions that I want to ask you about some players and, you know, some stuff, I wanted to ask how you got into like the Wolves. How, what's your story with the, with the Wolves? So yeah, mine, mine grow, growing up in, in England, um, my, the, 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 the area that I grew up in, it's very split between uh, three miles that way is Wolves and pretty much three miles the other way is West Brom and they're two bitter rivals. And I'm just so thankful that I was born on the, the right side of the fence that, that placed me as a, as a Wolves fan. So um, my first game was 1998 uh, and I was eight and it was a it was a playoff loss in the old fourth division, um, but after that time, that's kind of where the the momentum started to build, and they enjoyed a couple of promotions after that. Um, I started attending regularly my teens, uh, got a season ticket, started to travel away, um, kept up through with the club through kind of university um, and where I was living in the part of the country. Um, moved to uh, America in 2011 and, and that was where our big kind of that downward spiral started where we, where we were in the Premier League at that time. It was our, our third year uh, trying to get established and it was just a, it was a car wreck from that point on. I thought I'd jinx them or something. I thought <laughs> right. I was the lucky charm and it was, it was me moving away and nobody wanted to play anymore. But thankfully they, they steadied that ship. Um, we, we started to climb back and then um, going on three, four years now, that's when we were, we were purchased by uh, Fosun, which is the big kind of Chinese conglomerate. So um, they've really been the catalyst for uh, definitely the, the best coach that I've ever had in, in my experience of 
supporting the walls in, in Nuno, uh, the investment that they've been able to, to make in the, uh, the team as well by getting some very kind of uh, up-and-coming European talent kind of under the radar. They've, they've done it very kind of stealthily and then they've added these kind of cherries on the top, really, with the likes of Raul Jimenez and Yo yeah. Martinho that you've got kind of a really nice blend of, of youth and tremendous experience. And it's uh, beyond, yeah, it, 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 there's never been a better time to watch the walls. Have you, uh, have you seen uh, also on Netflix and you're a lot of, pro, a lot of Netflix stuff, uh, Sunderland till I die. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's it, the, the, the parallels between us and Sunderland are, um, are very accurate. You know, we, we could easily have been in, the situation that that team's finding themselves now, a very large, loyal, working class fan base, you know, hugely passionate about their team, but they've been in the doldrums kind of more often than not in, in recent years. And uh, thankfully we've had that infrastructure in place and, and the people that involved have ultimately brought us to this point where, with the new ownership and the new management team. But yeah, it, it could have easily gone even sourer than it was for the walls for sure yeah yeah it's it was pretty cool because uh when well obviously Sunderland it was like a really good series uh it kind of gives you like an obviously like an insight into the club um and it was pretty interesting seeing how the like you said the wolves kind of history you know these past few years it was kind of like you said it was like a similar type of history i mean you guys i guess got lucky and were able to get bob by uh a good company yeah that's right yeah. <laughs> or you know a good group um and yeah you were you were dropping some names um i watched the youtube video and it was like uh basically uh how you guys went from like the second division or like you know league two to the premier league mm -hmm. and uh one of the main guys you guys had was nevis uh so what what are your thoughts on on him on nevis i i think he's going to be um, he's either going to captain the Wolves or he's going to captain the Portuguese national team and he's going to be a mainstay and he's going to be kind of the ultimate midfielder and he's he's going to break, you know, a caps record for Portugal. He's kind of 22 now. He's got a good kind of 10, 10 years, you know, to top flight kind of pedigree. Um, awaiting him he, he's got everything as a midfielder and I think he can he'll be a true great not only for the Wolves but the, the Portuguese national team as well I'm, I'm convinced about that and now I was looking at your squad and y'all have a lot of Portuguese players huh yeah it's the, the, the influence of uh, the uh, kind of the famous or infamous uh, <laughs> super agent George Mendes so his first client was was our coach so Nuno Espirito Santo was his first client. Uh, George Mendes, uh, by all accounts, used to, used to manage nightclubs. So his first client was Nuno. He, he got him a move um, that he was pushing for. And, and the rest, they say, is, is history. And he's gone on to form this uh, Gestufe, his agency, which is kind of this big global kind of conglomerate group of, of, of agents. And it, it's the Mendes network where players may jump from kind of team to team and maybe there's a little bit of well 
I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. And we've kind of picked up these players um, a lot through through his stable. But also, I think just having his, his influence has opened up some opportunities for other players that we may not have, have been able to see previously. And uh, what about uh, Jimenez, uh, Raul Jimenez? How, how did that thing come about? You know, really out the blue. No one in England certainly hadn't really heard of him. Um, many thought when, when we signed him, it was initially kind of going to be on loan with a view to a permanent deal. A lot of people, me included, thought that he was coming in as kind of the backup and we would have this other um, striker come in that that he'd be kind of he'd be behind. I I don't think you can really kind of summarize how important he's been as well. You know, we've got such a spine to the team with with our sweeper Cody Neves in midfield. Then you've got Jimenez who brings so much not only through goal scoring but how he links the team and how he dovetails with the other players how he he drops deep and picks a ball holds the ball up brings others into play um, he's able to kind of dovetail with the the two attackers either side of him phenomenally and it's been kind of it's been a revelation really that we've got such such a striker who's the fulcrum of our team and, and really summarizes kind of what what the walls is is all about at the moment. And he has become like a very like historical player for you guys, right? Like he has like the 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 top goal scorer like in a one season. Yeah, thing, right? in in the Premier League, he, he's he's got those kind of goal scoring records. I think he's getting up there on on assists now as well. Uh-huh. So that just goes to show you what. Yeah, what what he offers the team, Useful, or I yeah. think it's something kind of his yeah the the combined goals and assists that he's been involved with is something like seventy five percent or something crazy. So not not only has he got that, but he's become such a kind of cult hero, cult following. The Wolves fans they're really taken to him. He just comes across as a, like a really nice guy. That's what people warm to. And ultimately, again, it kind of comes back to that history and what English fans like to see in traditional English players. It's that hard work, you know. It's it's putting um, it, 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 it's running for the ball. It's chase, chasing it down. And who'd have thought that that guy from Mexico would turn into the kind of atypical kind of uh, English centre forward? And and he has been. And and the Wolves fans love him for that. Yeah, that's crazy. And also, I was seeing that you guys have like a third kit, and it's like a, green, yeah. it's a green kit. Yeah, yeah, that's that's surely that's surely been done to kind of tap into the <laughs> merchandise uh, dollars yeah. down in Mexico, definitely. But yeah, I think my, I think the Wolves didn't realize what a what an asset they got on their hands in terms of kind of global appeal and global fan base purely from from that signing. And, you know, I think his game's gone from strength to strength by after joining the Wolves. You know, he's now Mexico's number nine and he's got such an adoring fan base uh, from his own country. Um, you know, so it, it, it's been brilliant for, for, for everyone concerned. That's crazy. That's crazy because, uh, you know, Mexico usually, I you know, 
I've read somewhere that they usually take the most people to like World Cups and stuff like that. So obviously appealing to that Mexican, you know, part of uh, of fans, you know, I guess they can bring like the Wolves from being like a maybe like a not known, you know, I don't know, an Arsenal or like a Manchester United and, and kind of put them out there, you know. Like yeah, Chicharito so, did for West Ham, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. So if I, if I'm walking down the street in in Houston, and and I've got my Wolves jersey on with Raúl on the back, then the people shout and they'll come up to you. And oh wow! It, it's that kind of recognition of the jersey and the name, and and it gauges people and a a little bit of a scoop for you, sadly, because of the pandemic. But uh, we heard not too long back that it had actually been agreed that the Wolves were going to come over and play Club America here in Texas. Everything wow. had been agreed. They were just settling on a on a venue, you know, trying to judge the the, the demand and interest of the game. Yeah. That should have been set for this summer, and now kind of with the yeah. the pandemic and and everything tilted on its head, that's been shelved. But man, yeah, that would have been just, nice, huh? Would have been nice, yeah. So, Having the wolves at, at home. At home, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Relatively. Like at yeah. home, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um. So going to that, uh, before I get into asking you some questions about the games that are coming up, uh, kind of tell me the story or how did it feel to beat Manchester City 3-2 on like that, on that Christmas time game? It, it, was, it was something else, you know. We uh, at, at Houston Walls, that was one of our watch parties over the Christmas break. So we, we had a great turnout for it. Um, I, I can I can remember that game so vividly from from the sending off, um, fairly kind of close into the game uh, of their keeper uh, Edison, uh, and then you kind of thought, well, we, we we might have a chance here, and then they kind of you got that incident with the penalty, <laughs> and then the save and the retake and VAR and. That goal went in, and then straight after half time, Sterling broke away and scored, and it was kind of two nil. And you thought, that was it's it, just going right? to, it's one of those days, you know. It doesn't matter that we're we're playing ten against, um, we're playing eleven against ten. They're, they're two goals ahead. They're going to be they're going to shut up shop, and uh, it'll be a comfortable victory for them. And after that moment, something clicked, and it, it just felt that we were going to go on and at least claim a claim a draw and, and ultimately we had the momentum we got the win so it was yeah, like it was like a movie type win you know like you scored like in the what in the 50 something and then you tie it up in like the early 80s yeah. and finish it get off like towards the end of the game yeah so, those, like, um, those are the games you want to watch huh exactly yeah it was a good um yeah good spectacle good good advert for the league uh, had a little bit of everything, so yeah. If you're watching that for as a, as a neutral, you'd have certainly got entertainment value. All right, and then also before we get into it, uh, can you like tell me the story behind the supporter group? How did you guys come about? Yes, that was basically me, kind of me coming over here, um, moving to the country, and definitely miss that that connection with your team. I don't think we've we've ever had it as good now in America. I think the the coverage for Premier League soccer on, on NBC is, is second to none. And having all of that access to the games, um, the, the behind the scenes stuff, the, the coverage that they, they do is, is phenomenal. But you still miss that kind of one-to-one react uh, kind of interaction. And yeah. 
again, being in a very kind of multicultural uh, part of the world, uh, oil and gas being very prominent here in Houston, having that connection uh, with the UK uh, from that industry, you just start to kind of find people through forums, online, social media, and then um, through a forum that, that I was a part of, turned out that there was another guy uh, in Houston. So, so we met up and then it kind of grew organically. And it was in that promotion, our most recent promotion season back to the uh, Premier League that we started to put something formal together in, in that was our first of kind of official watch party. There was, there was five of us and that's grown step by step all the way through to last season when we're, we're, we made the semi-final of the FA Cup and we filled the, the, the whole side of, um, of Nick's place off of West Timer where we meet. That was wall-to-wall Wolves fans wow, and crazy. people turned up for that game that we'd never seen previously. So we were a good kind of 20, 30 plus strong uh, watching that game. So um, d- doing well, as uh, obviously doing well has helped playing attractive football that we've, we've tapped into kind of a, a fan base here in America, in Houston, that, that of people that like the game and, and want a good side to, to follow. Yeah, the the addition of um, Jimenez and again that kind of the the Mexican contingent there that's mm-hmm. added another uh, another element to it as well. So we've we've really grown uh, thanks to all of that coming together. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, how many uh, non-British people are you have in your group? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, I'd say on a, on an average watch party now, where there's a good fifty-fifty split which I oh, think is wow. fantastic. And yeah. that's a good kind of, um, that, that's a good mix of people that are, are coming that have only rarely, fairly recently found out about the team. But mm-hmm. yeah, there, there's fans that come and watch with us that go back to that first iteration of the Wolves where we're in the Premier League and they followed us all the way down and, and back up again. So we've really got a nice, uh, nice mix and a nice balance within the group. That's cool, that's cool. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a Boca Juniors fan, right? Mm-hmm. So I growing up as a my dad. Oh, you know, my parents. You know, it's watching Copa Libertadores at home, and all that. But I haven't heard of any group like that here in Houston. So it's pretty cool when when you're able to hang out with like you know twenty, thirty people and everybody like with their jerseys on and. I don't know if you guys chant and scream and sing, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, it's like yeah. such a cool atmosphere. Like, you can have five people as long as everybody right. yeah. in, it's so cool. But, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to go check it out to be, yeah. you know, once you we got can go and get yeah. back. you got uh, a VIP invite for sure. We'll, we'll see you right at the front. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, all right, let me uh, ask you questions about the upcoming games. Um, sure. Before we get to the premiere, let me ask you about the Europa League. You guys are playing Olympiacos, or you got the second leg coming up? Got the second leg, yeah. So it's it's one each going into into that tie. So uh, we've got the away goal, um, and I, yeah, you know, I think I was kind of ha- happy enough with with that result, bringing them back to to Molyneux, knowing that uh, as long as we kind of we don't. Um, we're in a good position with that away goal to kind of kick on and, and hopefully um, 
hopefully progress. So um, it, that's exciting. I kind of, it kind of opens up um, a, a, another step in in that tournament, and again a, another step towards the Champions League if we if we continue and, and whoever eventually wins it. Right. Yeah, I mean, it is that what the quarterfinals, right? It is, yeah. So. Yeah, quarterfinals. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. You know, competing internationally also, like in in those big leagues. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so June seventeenth, the Premier League is coming. There's nine matches left. Uh, it's probably gonna be shorter, right? Like every other league is kind of doing, like the German league. You know, they're playing like kind of midweek games as well. Yeah. Um, so I got all the names down of the teams that y'all playing. I'm going to give you the name and you're going to give me like a result. And how do you think, you know, the Wolves are going to do uh, against those teams? Because okay. I got, you know, y'all got some easy games per se, the first couple of ones. But then after that, like everybody's fighting for those, you know, uh, Champions League spot, Europa League spots. So I'm going to go ahead and give them out to you and then, you tell me your your side of the story. Okay, so got it. Y'all got uh, West Ham United. They're kind of low on the table, but yeah, they're they're battling uh, relegation as well. It'll be a tough match. Uh, I'm going for a two nil away win to us. Two uh, two nil win. All right. Uh, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. I'm really bad with names, by the way. <laughs> Bournemouth, yeah. Again, yeah. Uh, you just say it really quick. You say Bournemouth. Mm. So Bournemouth. And an, another team exactly in the the, the, the same spot that, that Villa are. So um, we're, we're playing them at home. Yeah, I'm going to be positive and say another 2-0 there. 2-0. And you guys are pretty strong at home, right? This season we, we've been we've been pretty decent. Yeah, it it was a little bit of an Achilles heel for us last year that we did really well um, against the big teams, but we came unstuck with those toward the bottom. For example, Huddersfield beat us home and away. They beat us twice. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that that's been corrected a little bit this season. So we've got that in our favour. Good, that's good. Um, Aston Villa. That's a derby. Again, they're fighting for their lives as well. So um, it, it's a way to Villa. I'm going for a, a, a draw, one each. Draw. All right. And now, we, now we're getting into the, to the hard ones, especially towards the end when everybody's like battling and want to get those spots, especially the big teams that kind of have to stay up there because, you know, they're big or whatever. So y'all got Arsenal next. That's Arsenal at home, and it really depends which Arsenal turns up. Um, we steamrolled them last season. I'm going to go for the same. I think we're going to beat them 3-1. 3-1, all right. 3-1 win. No losses yet. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Sheffield United, right? Uh, they're pretty up. They're Yeah, it, it, it's, us, it's us and them at the moment. And this could be, this particular game, regardless of everyone else, this could... This could decide some. This could decide some final places. So it's going to be tough. I'm gonna. It, it's very hard for me to predict a Wolves loss. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a terrible gambler. So yeah, I'm right, going to go. That's how I'm I am gonna, with my teams. Yeah, I'm going to go one each. Even though I'm putting an asterisk on that, that that we could see a loss there. All right, one each, and I'll and I'll put the asterisk there. 
And then as they go, I'm going to I'm going to let you know what you predicted before the game and then so you can be held accountable <laughs> for your for your for your result. Uh y'all got Everton at home. Um they're under kind of more of a renaissance with Ancelotti. I don't think it it would be a an easy game as it would have been earlier on in the season. So I'm going to go for a draw in that, probably two each. Draw two each. Uh, y'all got Burnley. Burnley, yeah, that would that's going to be away from home okay. as well. Um, but this this was one of those were one of the teams last year that we, we tripped up against on our travels. So we're going to steady that ship and we're going to beat them 2-0. Two 2-0. Nil. Two nil. And then y'all come to the last two, which are going to be critical. Uh, Crystal Palace? I think we'll, we'll have the momentum last home game and we'll, we'll beat them 3-1. 3-1. Hey, you have a memory, son. <laughs> home and away and uh, the last game of the season away at Chelsea uh, I think we'll have it all wrapped up then and, and we'll we'll be we'll be in a position of uh, of qualification for one of the European tournaments I think we may take the foot off the gas slightly and I'll predict a, a 2-1 loss oh wow okay our first loss in nine games cool uh, all right, yes, yeah, so that's basically it. How many, uh, let, let me see how many goals, uh, let me see if I can find it. You probably know on top of your head, how many goals does uh, Jimenez have right now? 12-ish, well, I want to think, yeah. How many goals do you think he'll finish off with? Um, that's a tricky one because he's an expectant father and if Bambino turns up, you know, does that take him out for a... Uh, a game or two, or does the uh, the sleepless nights cause some uh, disruption to his preparation, or is it kind of uh, is he doing the old kind of celebration and scoring, and it's all because of the baby? So um, he's gonna get he'll comfortably get double figures, and he's gonna end up with with fifteen goals in the Premier League this season. 15. All right, cool. I'm writing everything down, and then I'll give you the numbers at the end. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Um, let's see. Yeah, so that's basically it. And obviously, you predict that y'all guys are going to make it into one of these international cups. Um, do you want to say which one, or just leave it there? I think we'll. I think we'll make the. I think we'll make the Europa qualification the one that's automatic. So. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of kind of flux at the moment because whether um, Man- Manchester City's transfer ban gets upheld, you know, um, uh, the ban from European competition, how does that shift things? You know, do, do, does everyone drop down a place? Mm-hmm. Does a team go on a, and, and win one of the competitions and opens up an, another space? So, um, yeah, again, taking a guess, I think we're going we're gonna to get a... We'll get a Europa place without having to go through the preliminary rounds, and I think that'll be a, again, that'll be a successful season. Cool. So, how many teams go to the Europa League? Is it just that fifth, uh, sixth, uh, fifth place, or is there a couple more? It, it yeah, it depends on the it depends on the FA Cup as well. So, um, and 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 the League Cup as well, kind of the Carabao one, mm. and. Yeah, the, the permutations of it shifting again. 
with Man City's involvement or not, and and, and whoever kind of fin- finishes in those uh, in in those places above is going to dictate kind of how far though that qualification goes down to the rest of the league. So we we finished seventh last year, that thanks to Manchester City uh, winning the league and winning the FA Cup that brought that brought preliminary Europa qualification down to down to seventh. So that's how we got in last year. Yeah, yeah, that was that's what that was my because I was looking that last year yeah yeah ended up seventh place but yeah made it to the Europe League and that I didn't know why like I said I don't follow I haven't even kept up and yeah but now that you mention it it makes obviously makes complete. yeah there's there's a lot of permutations yeah. it kind of it, it it can change week by week when you get into these kind of um yeah the the the, the latter part of the season cool cool. All right. Well, I think that was. I think we covered everything that we had to cover. Uh, do you want to just tell everybody uh, again where you guys, uh, where they can find you or the group? Sure thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, we're HoustonWalls.com, which is our website. So HoustonWalls.com. Uh, we're active on on Twitter, and our watch parties are pretty regular at Nick's Place, which is a sports bar uh, off of Westheimer. On, on the west side of town, so pretty much every uh, every Saturday game that's a, a 9 p.m. kickoff or later, I uh, will be there. And again, there's there's a few hardened souls who who'll show up for those midweek games as well, be it in the Premier League or the Europa. So mm-hmm. we're we're open and we we're welcome to to all fans as long as you don't support West Brom. <laughs> Just a little caveat, right? There, yeah, there's a sign at the door that says if you're <laughs> If That's you're right. a website fan, you can't come in. All right, yeah. cool. Uh, but yeah, but I'll have your your you guys' description under the you know under the stuff, uh, so you guys can go ahead and follow uh, Paul and the Houston Wolves over here. Uh, but thank you very much. Thank you for your Thanks, time. Houston. Pleasure. Thank you for, Anytime. Thank you for your knowledge. Uh, you're obviously like a good, true British man. You know your soccer, right? <laughs> That's right. So, yeah. Good Thank deal. you again, uh, and you know, hopefully we can do this uh, soon. Hopefully, whenever you guys make it into the Champions League. Yeah, definitely, man. Love to uh, be be, uh, be a part of that for sure. Cool. Thank you very much, Paul. Thank you for All your right, time. Have a good one. Thanks a lot. Right. Appreciate you.